Here we are, creative people. Welcome back to another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name's Dusty, the host of the show, where each and every week I have a conversation with a fantastic online video creator, specifically on YouTube, and I basically ask them about their journey on YouTube. I ask them for strategies and techniques and uh, different ways that they have found to help grow, monetize, and build a community on the YouTube platform. Uh, I do want to take this time out to remind you guys, if you haven't already, visit our Patreon page, throw us a couple of dollars, you can become an executive producer of the show uh, and get your links and all of that good stuff over on our website, which gets thousands of hits per day. So if that's something you want to do, go check that out. And also don't forget our new little promotion, I guess you could call it a promotion that I'm running. Uh, if you really like the show and you find it valuable, I'm going to do something, uh, kind of help me out and help you out as well. If you go on over to iTunes, leave us a review, let us know what you think of this podcast over on iTunes, uh, and then email me, let me know what your YouTube channel name is, I will give you a shout out on the next week's episode. Um, and this podcast gets thousands of downloads per month, so it's definitely going to be good promotion for you, and it helps me because see what happens in iTunes is they accumulate all of those reviews, and obviously one of the positive metrics for a podcast is how many reviews, you know, positive reviews does this show have? Um, and the YouTube Creators Hub podcast has over 25, almost 30 now, but the more of those positive reviews that we can get, the higher in, you know, different categories we can rank and we can reach more people, which means in turn I can help more people grow, monetize, and become YouTubers that they want to become. So if you find this show valuable, go do that. Let me know you left us a review, um, and I will give your channel a shout out on the next week's episode. That goes for this episode and any future episodes. Don't forget to check the show notes and the website for new articles every single week uh, about equipment, about different strategies, techniques, different interviews that I may have had during the week uh, with great content creators. We are winding down for 2016, but this podcast is going to continue on and steam through the Christmas season, and next year it's only going to be bigger and better with more amazing content creators where I can go and interview them. Now, something that's coming up in January is going to be my monthly roundtable. So at the end of the month, I'm going to try. Now, this is going to be crossing my fingers right now. You can't see me, but I'm crossing my fingers. I'm going to try and do um, month-end roundtables with past guests. So that means I'm going to bring two or three other guests on for the end-of-the-month roundtable, and we're going to tackle a specific theme or a specific question like, what do I need to do with copyright strikes? Or what should I do about my channel design? So we're going to take those big overarching themes and we're going to tackle them and you're going to hear different opinions and viewpoints from different types of creators. So if that is something that interests you and you haven't already, subscribe to this show. I do want to let you know this show, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. Guys, they're amazing. If you haven't already, TubeBuddy is a free browser plugin. Go over, install it, click the link in the show notes, help this podcast out, and it's going to help you out. Automatic upload to Facebook, batch editing, uh, thumbnail creator. There's so many tools. I can't even list them with the new tool that was just released, giving you a video checklist of what you should and shouldn't do when you upload a video pre, during, and post is amazing. If you haven't already, check it out. I'm not going to rant about that anymore. So I think I have rambled enough here at the opening of this week's episode. I love you guys. Thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next week.
Alright guys, welcome back to this week's conversation. I am extremely excited today to chat with Lucy Moon. She uses her YouTube channel as an online journal where she can document her life, likes, and thoughts. She also acts as a big sister figure to many in her audience. Lucy uh, has surpassed over 130 subscribers on YouTube, millions of views, some really amazing video content with some great quality. She does the vlogging style videos as well as interviews and different things such as that. Lucy, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am doing absolutely amazing. I'm so excited. I, this is one of my favorite uh, parts of the week for me is when I get to get on with a uh, YouTube creator who's kind of in the same space that I am and just chat with them about their passion like mine. So let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit. And if you would, tell my audience a little bit more about yourself and your YouTube channel. Right. So I make, well, I don't really know where to begin with this question. I mean, it's like asking someone, you know, what do you do as a living? Uh, what's the thing that fulfills you? Uh, where do you? Yeah, there's so much to even touch on. But, you know, I actually don't know where to begin. I, <laughs> I make um, I make a lot of different stuff and I definitely use my YouTube channel as um, a place for me to get stuff off my chest and a place for me to... Um, just talk a lot of the time but then also to be creative and to push my boundaries in terms of what I know about video editing and about filming and cinematography and like really try and improve myself artistically as well so it kind of serves a double function for me personally so what made you decide to do that in the beginning like what part of you were you know you you said to yourself okay I need an outlet you know and I need to release myself creativity uh, my creativity and with that being said what made you decide to go over the edge per se and say okay I need to create a YouTube channel and I need to get some things off my chest so uh, when I was 13 um, I, I am properly a part of the YouTube generation. I might have been one of the first young people to really like latch onto it. So when I was 13, my friend Fab, uh, I was around her house and she showed me a Mitchell Davis video. She was like, you have to see this guy. It's so interesting. It's so cool. And from that moment, I got so interested in vloggers. And um, But I was way too scared to vlog because you're, you're 13, you're 14, you're 15. Uh, you've got your friends watching potentially people at school can find it. I was so scared of that. So I ended up saying to myself, okay, you want to vlog because you think it's really cool, but whatever you put online, you have to be happy for not only you to be like to see, but also, and for strangers to see, but also your family, your grandparents, everyone at school. So perhaps vlogging isn't the way to begin. Perhaps um, go in and do something more creative and use it in art projects and, and kind of explore YouTube that way and maybe start vlogging kind of secretly. Like, don't put that stuff online quite yet. Yeah, and I don't know why that is. Like, w w even now, uh, being on YouTube for years and years, sometimes I'll put out a video and I, I think to myself, oh, man, I came across as such a nerd in that video. I don't know if I want any of my real friends to see it. You know, we kind of separate those lives at times where it's like our YouTube life and then our personal life with our family. But, I, you know, I'm with you. You know, when it comes to people looking to start a vlogging channel, which is all the rage right now, you know, people are uh, wanting wanting to start a vlogging channel, and, and, and that's why I'm excited about having you and other vloggers on this show to talk about, you know, you're there, you've done it, you've been there, you've made the mistakes, um, and, and you've kind of seen 
where vlogging has gone and where it's going. So with that being said, did you have any experience, Lucy, in video production when you put your first videos up or did you just go uh, on the internet on YouTube and Google and figure it out yourself? I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. As I said, I was 14 uh, in in the UK, at least in schools. They wouldn't have any video editing software, maybe the stuff that came with the with the computers. But like, I had no idea. I yeah, as as I'm sure most people do, I went on YouTube tutorials, worked out how to jump cut, which is where you you know you cut between uh, the the words and where you're talking and cut out the spaces. Basically, um, I learned how to jump cut, and I just experimented and experimented and experimented until I and I'm like with all the settings that were available to me on my very basic editing software. For ages, I used uh, Windows Movie Maker, <laughs> which I don't even know if it exists anymore. Um, and I used Adobe Premiere Elements, which is like the the baby version of Premiere Pro. And I just played around with it. I, I love that. And that's what's so great about YouTube is that anybody can do it. You know, it's as simple as going, doing a little research, figuring out what you need, uh, purchasing some equipment on a budget, and you are good to go. Now, before before we exactly. get into the technical questions, Lucy, I just have to ask you, being a vlogger, putting yourself out there like you do, your face on the camera, on the thumbnails every day of the week when you're uploading a new video, what has this platform done for you? What has it given you uh, personally? Maybe not even, you know, we'll talk about monetarily, you know, in the future uh, here in a couple minutes, but basically for you as a person, what has the ability of uploading videos to YouTube, what has it done for you? To be honest, it has given me community and that has been the most amazing part of my YouTube experience. I never set out for YouTube to be a job. I never set out for it to make me any money at all, as I'm sure a lot of people will say. Um, but it was in the UK, there, are, there is a community of YouTubers and you used to be able to go to gatherings and go to meetups and go and meet these other people doing YouTube on a small scale as well. And through those events, I met my closest friends now um, and the people who I trust and I, I turn to and, you know, they are my closest friends. Um, and we met because of YouTube. Yeah, the platform is much bigger than just the video portion. A lot of times for a lot of us, it is where we, you know, meet some of our closest friends. People even have met their spouses through YouTube. And there's so much that YouTube provides. Yeah. And, you know, I talk with a lot of vloggers and they tell me, they say, Dusty, well, when I first started off, it started as a fun thing I wanted to do to make funny videos or I wanted to get some things off my chest. But it really morphed and turned into a way for me to use the platform to spread a positive message, to spread what, you know, uh, some personal beliefs that I have. And, and that's what's so amazing about YouTube is that literally we have the ability with an upload button to produce content and then put it out there with a couple clicks and then sharing it via social media and literally anybody across the globe can watch us and you know there's so much power 
uh, in that. You know, there's so much power oh, yeah. in the ability of, of, of being able to share something with people who are thousands of miles away from where you are geographically. There's so much power to that. So I, lo- I love your answer, and, and it's just amazing to talk with the vloggers who are actually, uh, I really don't envy you guys. I, I'm trying to do some more on-camera stuff for my YouTube channel, uh, and it really <laughs> it scares me to death, but I love doing it, and I love learning it. So let's transition over to a little bit, uh, you know, you mentioned to me offline before we got on air and during the recording that it's now your full-time job. So let's talk about the business aspect of it now, Lucy. How has YouTube helped and how has it become your business? What are you doing now to monetize your content? Oh, interesting question. Um, <laughs> I am so... Yeah, as I said to you off air, I went straight from university to doing this full time. I thought now's the best time. You know, there's there's uh, little to no risk other than monetarily. I'm not going to jeopardize my family or jeopardize. There's no one depending on me. I don't want to go traveling. You know, now is the time. I think there's three main ways that most YouTubers do it. And I do it in two of those main ways. Um, no, in fact, I'll, I'll say three, I'll say three. So the first one is, um, sponsored content and working in collaboration with companies and brands to create, uh, yeah, sponsored, uh, videos and posts, um, which could be like on Twitter, on Instagram, um, that will reach your audience. And I, I really enjoy, I think it's a fun challenge working on sponsored content and being able to, um, it, like pro- promote a brand that you believe in and especially in England that becomes a lot easier at a smaller size so I was doing sponsored content from about 30 or 40,000 subscribers onwards um but obviously not to a point where I could live off the off the money and then um the other way you can make money which I I do is off um AdSense and off the pre-rolls that appear on your videos um and that's yeah advertisements And no one really makes a lot of money off those unless you are getting millions of views every video, which most medium sized creators are not. Um, So that's kind of like, uh, yeah, like small extra income. And then third, I do some consulting work and kind of odd jobs in the industry that need to be done. Yeah, especially when it comes to helping brands find the correct creators or the other day I taught a musician how to vlog. Um, their management reached out to me and asked if I'd like to yeah, help teach her how to use a camera, how to use a microphone, how to record herself singing. So it's kind of like odd jobs as well that just fall into your inbox. Yeah, it is. I explained it recently as like people, you know, if you have a straw and the only way that a cup is getting filled up is with a small straw, you know, you're, it's going to take a long time to fill that cup up. But if you have a whole bunch of straws that's pouring out water into that cup, the cup's going to fill up pretty quickly. And people have to understand sometimes as creators, we have to diversify our income streams, especially as YouTube creators. Because oh, yeah. as you mentioned, Definitely. you know, the AdSense program, you know, I'm very thankful, very thankful. I always you know, say that when I talk about the Google Ads AdSense program, because I'm very thankful for the money that I get, you know, through the AdSense program. So thankful that Google and YouTube provide that to its creators. But you're not going to get rich, you know, off of that solely by itself. So the one thing that I want to focus on on the answer that you just gave is that you were saying that you were doing sponsored content as early as 30, 40,000 subscribers as a, you know, small to medium sized creator. Maybe expound upon that a little bit, Lucy, and explain how you landed those deals and some different strategies you used to get the sponsored deals at that size of a YouTube channel. 
Yeah, of course. Um, so that that's a very good question because, to be honest, I'm not quite sure how I got those. But um, I know a lot of it was living and working. I would do odd jobs whilst I was at university in London. Um, so I helped just just within the industry. Yeah, again, more of these like odd jobs, finding YouTubers to do a certain thing, working one day a week at um, a social media company. And so you meet these people and they know you have an audience. And even though relatively, in YouTube terms, 30 to 40,000 subscribers or even 10,000 or 20,000 isn't that much, to an advertiser, that's a hell of a lot of people. And so um, they will reach out to you. And even if that's through uh, websites, I know they're, um, what's it called? Uh, Fan bites, maybe? Or... Um, these websites where you can sign up and then brands will go to that website and it kind of works as a creator marketplace. I know that America has a really popular one and I can't remember its name. Um, but the, these, yeah, any way that you can make sure you always have your email address at the top of your, um, at the top of your Twitter bio and your YouTube and make sure that if there are opportunities for free and unpaid work, but will give you that will actually give you good exposure. Don't take people's word for it when it comes to exposure. But if you think it will actually benefit you, then definitely do those things like going on local news or uh, writing a blog post for a, a more influential blog, you know, stuff like that. If you take those opportunities and you get your name out there, um, advertisers will end up coming to you. So much good stuff. No, I completely agree. And I tell people all the time, I actually know creators that have 20, 30, 40,000 subscribers who are making really good money. I mean, eighty, hundred thousand dollars a year just with you know that amount of subscribers. And it's wow, it's, that's it's extremely possible because what companies are looking for and what creators have to understand is that companies are looking for rabid fan bases. They're looking for they're looking for communities that are actionable. And if you're on YouTube and you've built up a community of where you have forty thousand subscribers and you get twenty, thirty, forty thousand views on each one of your videos, that sponsored you know, company is going to know that these people are really into this creator. They're really into what this person does. And then what that does is it builds trust. And then once you build trust with your audience, that's when you can pitch them different products and say, listen, this is me being transparent with you guys. This product is amazing. I use it myself. And you can be honest with the, the audience and just say, listen, this is an advertiser or a, a sponsored video. But listen, I really do use this product. And, you know, not only does the sponsor get actual, you know, bang for their buck, but you also get a little bit of monetary advancement from that company as well. So uh, don't ever think you're too small to actually start trying to formulate a business with your YouTube channel. Now, Lucy, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? I wish that someone had reminded me that, do you know what? I don't know. I really don't know. There's so much that you learn and you learn so fast about YouTube and how it works. I think most people for this question will say something like, oh, I tell myself not to not to worry about the haters and not to worry about the trolls. But to be honest, I never worried about that. I knew that they were going to be there. I knew I'd always get dislikes on videos. Um, that is just the way that YouTube works. Um, I think, do you know, I think I wish someone had told me to post more regularly. It's not a necessity, but it does grow your channel faster and put you in a better position. And it improves you as a creator. The more you make, the better you become. 
And so I only realized this when I did a video every day in January in 2012, I think, maybe 2013. Yeah, 2012. Um, and I improved at vlogging so much in that 30 day period. And I'd achieved something huge. I made a video every single day and I'd grown my subscriber base. So it was so beneficial. And yet I I hadn't even considered doing it. And that was what, three years into me making YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. And I, I talk to people all the time that I, I do some YouTube consulting as well. And I, I, you know, do maybe two or three creators per month. And um, a common theme among them is, well, you know, well, when you're seeing ex exponential growth in your channel, what's one common theme? What are you doing? And they're like, oh, well, I'm uploading two or three videos or four videos a week, or I'm uploading, you know, consistently, you know, I'm, I'm sticking to my schedule. And I'm like, okay, well, there's something to that, right? You know, when you're creating good content consistently, yes, you're going to grow your channel. And people at times tell me, well, I can't grow a channel. I have zero subscribers. I don't have a community. No one's ever going to find my videos. Well, of course they're not. If you're only uploading once a month or sporadically or once every two months, no, they're not. You're not going to grow a community. Of course not. It's a slow burn unless you obviously have a viral video or have a community to bring from somewhere else. So uh, I love that advice. Such good advice. Now, are there any tools that you use, whether it be hardware, software, internet resource that you use on a weekly basis for your YouTube channel that you just could not live without? So much. <laughs> Absolutely so much. Um, the things that I use, obviously my MacBook, I, I have um, a MacBook Pro that is about four years old now, but is the best thing I could have, like the best value for money. Other than <laughs> when I was younger, I got braces. They're the most expensive thing I own and they were great value for money as well. So other, Absolutely. Than, other than my teeth, my MacBook. <laughs> but um, on top of that, um, having an, you can get really affordable external microphones. I use an H4N at the moment, but I was using an H1 Zoom and it was 80 pounds. So like $100, $120. And it was amazing. And then you can use, like your audio quality is important, um, but camera quality, it's like, yeah, I use um, just, well, I was using for ages um, a Canon 600D, which is a T3i on um and just a, the kit lens on a tripod. That was absolutely fine. I could have stayed using that. You know, it doesn't have to be super expensive. And obviously, an external hard drive. I think that's just a necessity for everyone. As a creator, I my wife tells me all the time, she's like, why, why are we getting these things in the mail? And she's like, they look the same. I'm like, yeah, they're hard drives. She's like, how could you possibly need that many? I'm like, you have no, you have, you have no idea. You know, I mean, uh, not only do I want to have a backup, but I want to have a backup of my backup. So, uh, you've actually she, reminded me I need to do a backup of my backup. <laughs> she, uh, she's starting to understand. Like I told you before we went, uh, on air, we, we had our first child uh, almost a couple of years ago now, but you know, all of the pictures that she takes on her phone and everything, she's like, well, I don't want to lose them. What do I do? And I'm like, well, you got to put them on the hard drive. And she's starting to understand now the value of the external hard drive and there's some really good deals going on uh, right now, and the the external hard drives SSDs are getting extremely cheap from what they were before. You can get a couple terabytes now for under 50, 60 bucks, and um, I, you know I don't really talk about that much on this show, but it is extremely important to always back up your content because you never know uh, when the the rug's going to be pulled out from under you. So you always want to have a backup of all your videos, all of your content. So uh, could not agree with, with more of that. All of your thumbnails, even like just stuff like that. I like to have that and. You don't know if YouTube, if you're going to somehow break a community guideline or be framed in some way to break a community guideline and YouTube just shuts your channel down. That can happen. So like, yeah, don't, you know, you've created something you're proud of. Hold on to that. Uh, 
one question that I like to ask people at the end of the interview is about the future of their channel. Um, what are you What are you looking to do? Obviously, you're not slowing down anytime soon. You just released a video a couple videos back, uh, a really emotional video, really sharing some personal details and stuff. I, I won't spill the beans here on the podcast. If you want to check it out, I'll link it uh, in the show notes of the podcast. But what's the future of your channel and what does it look like? So at the moment, um, I'm just settling in. I'm giving myself a good six months or so to fully settle in to making two videos a week. I really want to get into routine. I want to uh, stop living my university life. And like my whole, this whole year, 2016 has been completely up in the air. And I just want to be able to settle into some level of routine. And that's for my channel as well. So people know what to expect. They're excited to see it. It comes, it's good quality. And then beyond that, I'm really hoping to embark on a short documentary series about alcohol and um and its relationship with society and kind of in like small five minute videos I want to do uh almost like it could be assembled and become a full documentary and I'm hoping that that will be my project in early 2016. I I love that you have a, a passion and you have a message and you've already built up the platform and community to share that message and in the bio I read that you know a lot of times you're playing the big sister role to a lot of people in your community and that's such a big responsibility and you've taken that role and you've kind of run ran with it and so to see you go that way in the future is really exciting. Yeah, I used to really hate being a role model. Like I didn't I've always um the one aspect of YouTube that really bothers me is uh the way that we as creators are put on a pedestal and people will look up to you and they'll see you in the street and they'll freak out and that I'm not a celebrity and I'm sure that you're as aware as I am that we both aren't celebrities. And yet we we accidentally, well, for some people intentionally, create um, a celebrity-like uh, aura around us. And so and I hated being this big sister figure, but as time's gone on, I've realized I am it now. Or like I am a role model on some level. And so not only should I be making videos, but I should be <coughs> being the best role model that I can be and be throwing my whole self into it because... You know, I could have benefited from that when I was growing up. So I may as well. Like <laughs> it, it's it's amazing the power of the platform. And I feel like I say it over and over again, but literally people don't understand that even if you're a very small channel, you have eyeballs looking at you at all times and people you wouldn't even expect. And your actions, your words, the way you compose your videos, the way you put yourself out there will have impact on somebody somewhere in the world. You may never speak with them, you may never talk with them, but you need to always conduct yourself online, not just on YouTube, but in a way that you're being watched and people are are taking what you say and do you know, uh, for literal. And oh, yeah, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a powerful thing. So Lucy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, it's been such a joy to chat with you. And uh, I'd love to have you on a future episode, a roundtable episode, chatting with a couple other creators about a specific topic. So maybe we can do that in the future. Oh, I but, love that. Uh, that sounds amazing. If you would, would you let my audience know where they can find you online? Of course. Yeah. So um, I'm called Lucy Moon Online. You can find me uh, on YouTube through that. If you just search Lucy Moon, same with Twitter, same with Instagram, same if you really care with Facebook. <laughs> um, and I also have a blog and that's IamLucyMoon.com. Awesome. And all of those links will be in the show notes as well as over on the website, YouTubeCreatorsHub.com. And Lucy, we will chat with you later. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> 